It's another tournament in a tea break. It's another late one for me and George. Good evening, George. Good morning, George. I was say, yeah. <laughs> beyond midnight again, unbelievably. I was I expecting know. to be up at half ten tonight, and two hours later, here we are. But why are we here so late? Well, it's not entirely Conta's fault, for once. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well. It's, it's one of those days on Arancha Sanchez where just every single match seemed to go to three sets, and every single match, even if it didn't go to three sets, was just incredibly long yeah. dragged out baseline tennis and it just it's been a long old day it has and, and <laughs> it hasn't helped that it's been a quite a stormy day mm. as well uh we had like thunderstorms and enough to knock out the outside court so kyle was a little late as well but let's let's start with kyle yeah. um it was a very impressive turnaround from him maybe a bit nervous in the early stages he looked a little bit tetchy yeah i thought medvedev started a lot more solid of the two kyle as he said in his post-match conferences he was very keen to just hang in there keep himself alive early on and just in case you want to <laughs> oh hang on right now thank you Funny story, while we were waiting for Joe, Garvey walked past us and saw us and was like, oh guys, I'm really sorry, you're just going to have to wait for me a little bit, I need to go and get treatment. We didn't have the heart to actually sort of say, well, we're not actually <laughs> waiting for <laughs> you, but uh, anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so he, he so hung he, in. He was, ha he was hanging in there and he, he said that was part of his tactic because he'd not played enough, uh, he'd not had enough time to practice here because he'd been such a quick rush over that he just really needed to stick close to Medvedev early on and then by the time he'd settled, he would race through and win. And, and he certainly did. <laughs> he my certainly word, he did. did. And I was, yeah, I was very pleasantly impressed. surprised, really. I mean, Medvedev wasn't great beyond the first set, but Kyle should take a lot of heart from that. And he's got a really, really intriguing matchup with Djokovic now. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this is quite interesting because obviously um, Djokovic leads their head-to-head three love. They've all been on hard courts. But as, as Kyle mentioned, he... Yeah, at the time that he played Djokovic, it was when he was at his at his peak, at his most invincible, and at, you know at at Djokovic's best. Um, that being said, I do think that Edwin Edmund needs to bring his best tennis out to 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 get that win. But I think Djokovic is vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, Kyle was pretty uh, nonchalant about yeah. talking about Djokovic, which made me chuckle. I mean. It could prove to be the worst possible time to play Djokovic if that match with Nishikori was the moment yeah. where he suddenly sparks back into a brilliant run. But if it wasn't, you know, we've seen him lose to people like Taro Daniel, Benoit Paire, uh, more recently Martin <laughs> Klesan. I mean, this is a guy who can lose. And Edmund is a guy who proved last year he can push rapper on play. What actually impressed me was when he sort of said, you know, I myself have had a pretty good start this year. I mean, he's so understated, but, you know, he's got to fancy his chances tomorrow. He really does. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a really interesting match. I'd still back Djokovic, personally. I think I'll take a set off him, though, for sure. I suspect he'll take well the first set off him. It's a very different match for Djokovic yeah. than Nishikori. Kyle will throw the kitchen sink at him on that serve and forehand, and Djokovic will have to defend a lot more than he necessarily might have had to against Nishikori I think there'll be less slugging and more Kyle trying to dictate which could really um, favour him on clay yeah um, obviously we have one British success uh, as you might have gathered by the by the tone of our weariness we had uh, we've just come back from talking to Joe Conta who sadly lost again to Bernardo Pera 
um, who is proving to be a bit of a nemesis for her, <laughs> I think. Uh, although she was, she was, to be fair, she was in pretty good graces. Um, it wasn't the worst we've seen a play. It wasn't the best we've seen a play, but this isn't exactly her best surface. She felt that actually she hadn't done a lot wrong, apart from the odd framing into the sky of uh, a few a few wayward shots at key moments. Um, Joe's always one of these people that will always come at you with the positive from her match, and that that quickly afterwards, I was actually quite um, quite impressed with how sort of easygoing she was I've, I've, I've interviewed her before when she's lost and she's been a lot harder on herself yeah I've she actually has uh, shifted my own perspective on the match by being so <laughs> cheery about it you feel really bad now for, for all your ranting and raving during the match swearing and cursing at this match you like keeping me this, here beyond eat. midnight and I was furious as Ros will attest but it, <laughs> You know, Perra, as Conta did say, and it was fair enough, I was thinking back on these points as Conta was saying it, every breakpoint chance Conta did create, Perra served brilliantly. Yeah. And that is frustrating, you know, when you're setting up breakpoint chances, you hope you'll get at least one where you get a sniff, and it didn't really feel like she had that tonight. I mean, at one stage, I turned around to you and said, how, how is it possible that she's down a break when Conta's serving percentage is 7.75 and Perra's serving percentage is 45? But that was, that's exactly the key, that when it really counted, she got those serves in. Yep. Um, whereas, as we know, when Conta's game is on, well, when Conta's serve is on, the rest of her game falls in place. But I think this is where she just got upended. But it's not all over for her. She is actually still in the doubles. Um, and I think the more clay that she gets in her toes the you know the, the better I think she'll be when she gets to Rome she's she's only got one round to defend in Rome yeah uh, or two actually she made it to the second round I think last year um, she's got nothing to defend really in, in Roland Garros so anything that she does pick up is a, is a bonus well, she's definitely got nothing to defend in Roland Garros that's yeah for sure. but, but <laughs> interestingly enough while she was playing the news obviously broke um, that Andy Murray may have to delay his comeback he doesn't seem to be ready for uh, Wimbledon which basically means bye-bye Ross Marlin and Queens as well um, and we did ask her about it and she you know on the on the one hand you know she, I mean, she handled it quite well seeing as we just threw it at her that you know she, she realizes how frustrated he is and that um, that you know she wishes him all the best but I've been quite impressed in the way that both Kyle and Conta have worn the the mantle especially over the last six months or so um, of, of carrying British hopes um, and it'll be a real test for Kyle, I think, to see how he handles it more than Joe, I think. Yeah, I mean... She's had a, a good run. It'll be new for Kyle. Yeah, there are two players who... Conta less so because she was kind of stepping up when Murray was yeah. a bit more on the scene, but Kyle's really stepped up and played his best tennis since Andy's been gone. I'm not saying that's because Andy's gone. It's just coincidental no. that, you know, Kyle's coming of age a little bit more, but... Yeah. I think the British public will see a different Kyle Edmund this summer. I don't. It's a shame grass isn't his best yeah. surface in many ways, but he improved a lot last year. Um, I think he's got a bit more about him. He'll be seeded this year, yep. which does help. Um, I, I see Kyle becoming a bit more of a Tim Henman figure in that yeah. sense than a Murray at Wimbledon. For but, sure. But it, it's good to have someone to get behind, and hopefully the British public can you know, really G them on. Yeah. Okay, uh, what else happened first today? What else happened? So, Simona Halep was fabulous. Yeah, I, I, I'm really beginning to not see any, any more past Halep now for the title here. Yeah, she was absolutely splendid. And as my 
other pick went out. I think I'd. Uh... <laughs> but what a match that was! Yeah. I mean, that was it. That was an incredible match. We, uh, we're talking obviously about Alina Svitolina and Carla Suarez Navarro. And I mean, if there's ever an epitome of leaving it all out on the court, if you look that up in the dictionary, it'll say Suarez Navarro. I mean, she was down, she was out, she was all over. You know, literally down and out, and still managed to 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 win that match. And the emotion was just you know palpable. Yeah, and I. I had uh, one-on-one with Svitolina in the end after that match, which I must say I wasn't particularly looking forward to when I was heading over to it because I thought, bloody hell, that was such a tough loss. Do you, do you want to admit the fact that you'd actually turned around to me and said, God, whoever's got a win-lose for that is going to really have a hard time. And then you... Re- <laughs> <laughs> and then realised it was me. <laughs> so that was good. Um, but no, to be fair, Svitolina was really, really nice after that match. She, you know... There were kind of tears in her eyes a little bit, but she spoke really emotively. She was really kind of happy with herself in many ways of how she plays. Well, she you know, didn't do much she wrong. She didn't do a lot fair. wrong. And, you know, the emotions of that sort of match, you can yeah. see how much it means to these guys. And it was a really nice chat, actually. Um, I haven't had the chance to write it up and put it out, so that you can look forward to that tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I did really feel for her as well because, as we said, she didn't do a lot wrong. And sometimes when you're in the cauldron, yeah. In the Spanish cauldron, someone like Suarez Navarro can just be lifted by that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Although I think she was sus- shushing. Shushing them as well. well but right. you know. I'm going to try and figure out well, who's who's playing where tomorrow. So we've got Novak Djokovic and Kyle Edmund on Manolo Santana following Halep. Well, that'll be really quick then. So <laughs> so we'll see them relatively early, uh, and then after Djokovic Edmund, we've got Rafael Nadal, Gael Monfils. Now Monfils was very entertaining. <laughs> I spoke to him. Yesterday, he was saying, I'm not fit at all. I'm going to lose this, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Which, you know, that's the spirit, Gael. <laughs> he was pretty much like, yeah. like Hashtag, oh, Gael. Yeah. Reusable tweet. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I need to be aggressive and win this match. Um, but I know Rafa won't let me do that. And the reality is, I can't last more than a few games if Rafa plays how he wants to play. And I know he's going to play like that. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cheers, Gael. I can't wait to watch that um, I mean, and the other thing, of course, we'll see is the number two seed, Alexander Zverev, will be uh, taking to the court. He's kind of, I mean, if there's a picture of me flying under the radar, yes. we've not seen hide nor hair of him. So no. it'll be interesting to see. He avoided City Pass today, of course, which yeah. was a good result for him, I think, yeah. to avoid that match. Um, City Pass, funnily enough, tweeted after his defeat uh, to the ATP World Tour, asking if anyone had ever failed to break someone with as many chances as he had i think he got one out of 20 today so that was tough for him but great couple of weeks for him and really promising yeah. and probably just needs a bit of a rest as yeah. something yeah. and the donskoy killer goes on <laughs> okay well i think we ought to wrap it up there <laughs> as we I think we're, too we're, delirious yeah i think yeah, i think yeah there once you. you're into donskoy territory you yeah know it's a problematic night <laughs> so hopefully we'll be back tomorrow with a roundup of how rafa is looking um in the stormy conditions spoiler alert he's looking very good and he's going to win this tournament <laughs> That's, <laughs> you've been listening to a slightly delirious Ross Satter and George Belshaw. <laughs>